Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So this church, we are in a uh, a plant for the future campaign. I'm excited about that. How many taking care of your plants? How many plants are growing? Amen. Yeah. I didn't know I had a green thumb, but it's... It's working out. I'm nurturing that, that plant. So we're planting for the future. We, we believe that, that God's going to do amazing things um, in, in this church and through, through this church. So we're planting for the future. We're planting godly seeds, right? When you plant godly seeds, godly th- things will grow, right? So whether it's in our, our, our sowing, our finances, or sowing, our time, relationships, and things of that nature, we know that godly things will, will grow. See, I believe that this church will experience freedom, breakthrough, and transformation, amen, confidence in, in Christ, and healthy attitudes, amen. I believe that's, that's what we will experience this year. So we're planting for the future. And so in every, every message, every series that, we, that we're going to do, uh, for the rest of the year will be connected to planting for the future. So today we're going to talk about, um, we're going to start our series, series relational keys, right? So today we're going to talk about honest communication and relationships. Uh-oh. Yeah, honest communication and relationships. See, I'm, so it's all types of relationships, right? This can apply to family relationships, you know, friendship, casual relationships, and romantic relationships, right? So honest communication and relationship. See, most of us engage in communication every day, right? And, but we also understand that sometimes our communication gets very complicated and frustrated, right? Uh, and when we have conflict with, with others, things. So we, sometimes it gets really frustrating. See, we, a lot of times we mean well, but because the way we say what we say, right, our message gets misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Is anybody with me here this morning? Yeah. But we know that communication is the core part of, of the human experience. And yet, we struggle with it for some of us every day. So whether it's under-communication, miscommunication, or lack of communication, it is a problem. So honest communication and relationship is about can you say what you mean and understand what you hear? Can you say what you mean and understand what you hear? Are you with me so far? So whether a relationship sinks or swim, right? Whether a relationship sinks, it would depend on how we send and receive messages. A message is encoded by the sender and decoded by the receiver. So how we send messages and how we receive, receive messages depend on how healthy our communication yeah. is. So encoding refers to a sender transforming a thought into a communicable message. A communicable message. The receiver, on the other hand, interprets what he, he or she receives as the message. It can be verbal or nonverbal. So it's how we send and receive messages. See, sometimes it's the thought that affects how we send or receive a message. And see, it's something, it's that underlining cause, right? It's that underlining problem that gets in the way of our communication. Yeah. It gets in the way of our communication. So, it's, so sometimes we have a receiving problem or a sending problem that affects your relationship. Are you with me so far? I know it's, it's kind of an uncomfortable kind of a topic, right? Because you're probably sitting next to the person you communicate with every single day. <laughs> That's right. Just, just focus on me. 
Just focus. It's not even your fault. Just focus on me. I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. Don't, don't worry about it. I know you might feel uncomfortable, but don't, don't worry. I, I, God's got you. Right? God's got you. So what is the underlying cause that makes your, relation, uh, makes your communication ineffective? What is the underlying cause? Have you ever felt misunderstood? This is just me. Have you ever felt misunderstood? Yeah? It might be a sending or receiving issue that we might have. Right? So I want to help you to become more understanding and better understood. Can I help you out? Okay, help you. I want to help you become more understanding and better understood. So just turn with me, if, if you will, to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. See, we, we're going we're gonna, to um, see what the Bible says about communication. Ephesians 4, verse 22. We're going to start there. You ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so Ephesians 4, verse 22. It says, to put off your old self. Oh, we can stop right there. It says to put off, when it comes to communication, it says to put off your old self. So a lot of times our old self gets in the way from communicating in a healthy way. It says to put off your old self. So that's like the solution right there. Like we can all go home and understand that if I want my communication to be more effective, I need to put off my old self. Well, let's go a little further. It says to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in the true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members, um, we are members one to of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil. And give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands. So let he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as, it, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear, that it may give grace to those who hear, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another. Oh my gosh, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another as, as God in Christ forgave you. Amen? So it says, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So bad communication grieves the Holy Spirit. Bad communication grieves the Holy Spirit. It says corrupt talk. This talks about corrupt talks. Corrupt talks includes all words or communication that deters growth and godliness and hinders the cultivation of godly relationships. Are you with me? See, if we're not building each other up, we grieve the Holy Spirit. So how many know that words are powerful? Our words are it's powerful. It's like, you know, it can tear people down. It can lift people up, right? Your words can actually keep people stuck, or your words can, can move a person forward. Amen. Words are powerful. Words are powerful, right? It sticks to you. It's like weight, amen? It's like weight on you. So it's not the calories that you need to burn. It's the words that's spoken over your life you need to burn off. Yeah. Amen? So words are powerful. People, people say, share certain things in your life, call you names. Amen? We carry those words, right? And it and, and, and hinders our communication to others. See, words hurt. 
right? We have to be aware of the words that we use on a daily basis, right? If you measure the amount of words that you speak on a daily basis, how many of those words are corrupt? And then how many corrupt words are you receiving on a daily basis? Oh, right? Because sometimes we have a sending and a receiving, but how many uh, corrupt words are, are you receiving daily? Amen? You got to get rid of those people. Whoever's, whoever's speaking corrupt words over your life, say, get out, of, get out of here. I can't receive that. I need to get away from those individuals. Are you with me? Yes. Come on, we're heating up. We're heating up. So it says bad communication grieves the Holy Spirit. That means you are on your own. I don't want to be all by myself. Amen. I want to be used by the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit makes us sound different and look different and think different. Right? So, so if we use bad communication, it grieves the Holy Spirit. That means we're missing something. That means we're on our own. Come on. And it actually, it says it gives opportunity to the devil. And see, we like to blame the enemy when we have problems, but who we need to blame is ourselves sometimes because we open the door for the enemy. What do you think he's going to do? If you open up the door, he's going to come in. Because you communicate it. Say, come on in. You communicate it with your words. It says our words, our bad communication grieves the Holy Spirit. So it gives way to the enemy. Gives way to the enemy. It opens up the door for the enemy to come in and to cause havoc in your life. Amen. And then we start blaming him, but we let him in. So what do we have to do to get rid of him? It's like, you can't be here anymore. You must leave. Well, we need to guard our words. Amen? See, it gives opportunity to the devil. See, miscommunication leads to conflict. Well, people misinterpret what you said. I mean, I used to have this problem, right? Like, I didn't, I used to have a problem saying what I mean. Right? So then you get people opportunity to misinterpret what you say. So no, no, that's not what I mean. But that's what you said. <laughs> right? So you, can you say what you mean? Don't allow people to misinterpret what you said. Say exactly what you mean. Are you with me? And lack of communication, lack of communication, it sends a surplus of negative messages, wow. right, when we don't communicate. Like, it, it quickly causes misunderstandings, right? You know how when someone texts you and, and call you and you don't call them back? Just think about it. I know. Think about it. Well, you know, or you know someone because you... We, because we talk about being honest, but maybe you don't want to be honest right now, so you can, we could talk about somebody else, right? When someone, you call someone or, or text someone and they don't call you back, how do you actually feel? How does it make you feel? They don't really care, right? You know, I mean, you can just think, like, all thoughts come to your head, like, how dare they? You know, they don't think my time is valuable or my needs or, or, or they think they, they, they're all that or whatever when they, when they don't call you back. Right? But that's a lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Right? It is communication, though. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are communicating. When you don't call someone back or when you don't respond to someone, right? You, if you ignore someone, especially in a romantic relationship, Uh-oh. we tend to ignore. Uh, I know so it might be coming down your street. But it's, so we, may, we ignore someone. We think that it's like, you know what, I'm not, you know, I'm just not going to go there right, right now. What are you communicating? That, like, what I say to you, what I have to say to you is not valuable. And you, and you, want, you want to ignore me. Right, so we still communicate even though we're not communicating. Yes. <laughs> we're communicating something we, because people can misinterpret or, or we cause misunderstandings of our lack of communication. Don't give room to the enemy because yeah. you may mean well. I, we're not bad people, right? We mean well. We just have to watch how we communicate. 
Watch how we communicate. And it could be the nonverbal right right now. Like I'm looking at your nonverbal communication, but you're actually communicating right now. You're telling me to stop preaching this message because you don't want me to come down your street. And so you're telling me to stop preach about something else. I can't. God told me to preach this. He's been dealing with me about my communication. So guess what? I'm going to deal with you. I'm going to give you, I'm always give you what God give, gave me, right? He came down my street, right? He challenged me with, with communication. God wants healthy communication yes. in church. I'm tired of people leaving yes. church offended because we don't communicate yes. properly right now. That's not God. That's not God. God wants healthy communication. When someone gets offended, sit down with them and hear what they have to say. Still love them. Communicate with them. Someone walk through your doors in the church. You love on them no matter what they look like, no matter what they've been through. You love them. I'm tired of churches, right, offending people and just leaving it the way it is. And we walk around being uh, offended Christians, right? It's nothing worse than an offended Christian, right? It's nothing worse. Like, it's, it's right, it's a form of godliness. Uh-oh, come on. Right, because you are, you are a Christian because you carry the title supposedly, right? But you are offended and you don't love people because of the offense. Come on, ouch. It's a form of godliness. But it's the church's fault. Do me a favor. Can you do me a favor? If you ever get offended, please talk to someone. And if you offend someone, please talk to the person. Can we just do it? I know it sounds simple. It sounds simple. If it sounds simple, well, then do it right. (laughs) Do it right. The church has not gotten it right. I want this church to get it right. See, I don't care about numbers, right? I care about us being healthy. God's concerned with the numbers. He'll take care of the numbers. I want everyone here to become healthy, have healthy relationships, healthy relationships, whether it's romantic relationship, casual relationship, friendship, family relationship. I want you to have healthy relationships, but we got to improve on our communication. Yes. <laughs> what are you saying? What do you mean? Do you, do you mean what you say? Can you say what you mean? Mm. And how are you hearing it? And how are you hearing it? And the church has to get it right in this piece. This church has to, leaders, you must communicate. Yes. Right. Leaders in this church, you must communicate. Yes. You must com- communicate to your leaders. You must communicate to people that you're serving constantly. It should be a weekly thing. It should be a weekly thing because that's what God would do. I mean, just imagine if, if God doesn't communicate to you. What happens is he never communicates to you. But we do that with others. Like, leaders, you must communicate. Like, don't leave, don't give uh, opportunity to, to the enemy, right? Because people can misinterpret what you, know, what you mean or, or, or who you are as a person. Right, when you don't communicate to them or, or even miscommunicate, right? Sit down, take time and sit down with people so you can clearly communicate what's on your heart. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to know where leaders are. I want, I want leaders, to, I want to know where they are in life, right? Because you're going to, to shepherd others. I don't want to have to guess where you are. Communicate. Communicate. Can this church be the church where we have healthy communication? Yes. I'm not saying that everything is going to go is going to be well all the time, right? You know, we're going to have flowers and all this stuff all the time. Everything is going to be great. No, it's those opportunities, right? We have when we when, when we get, um, get offended or misunderstand one another. It's what you do when that happens. Yes. It's what yes. you do when that happens. Yes. That's the powerful piece. That's when the growth happens, right? That's when we get better and people get delivered and get, get understood. It's nothing like when someone really understands where you're coming from, right? But I must clearly, clearly say what I mean in order to be understood. Because if I tell you something, I want you to receive in the manner that I tell you. 
Are we getting somewhere, right? Yeah. We're, getting, we're, get, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. So effective communication will result in improved relationships. Improved relationships. How many want improved relationships? Improved relationships. So here's what we have to do. Here's what we're going to do today. We first have to identify. Then we have to reverse. And then we have to renew. So we have to identify. So say it with me. We have to identify. identify. Then we have to reverse it. Reverse. And then we have to renew it. So we have to identify our, our, our communication style. All right. We have to identify our communication style. And then we have to identify right, the underlining cause of the uh, bad communication. Mm -hmm. right? So you, at first, you have to identify like, what's your communication style. Right? Like, what's, what's it, what, what's, what is it? How do you actually communicate? Right? There's studies that show the way how people communicate. What's your communication style? And then, what is the underlining cause? Right? Because there's always an underlining cause to how you communicate, to how you send and receive messages. Because a lot of times, if you are a f offended or if you have a negative thought, right, you will actually project that onto someone else, rather you're sending or receiving. Do you ever realize that how some people cannot receive compliments? Mm, come on. Some people just have a hard time receiving compliments. So they have a receiving problem. It's probably because of how they view themselves. Yeah. Or, or like I said earlier, something words that were negative words that were spoken over them in the past. So, so they have a hard time receiving compliments, or they have they have a hard time receiving a good time, like when good good seasons in your life. They have a hard time receiving them when things go well in their lives. And so, what they tend to do, they uh, self sabotage success. Right, because they have a receiving problem. And some people just have a sending problem. <laughs> just a sending problem. It's like you don't kind of look at what or think about what you're thinking about before you actually say it. Wow. Like you must do that. We have a sending problem. But it's always come, it always comes from a place, yeah. right? It comes from, it could be from bitterness. Right? It could come from a, a place of experience. Right? So it's not necessarily the person that you're with right? you have a problem with. It can be something that happened like 1945. <laughs> he just called me old. He just said I was old. I heard you all heard him. He said I was old. So we have to identify. We have to identify the communication style. And then we have to identify the underlining cause of the, of the bad communication, right? And then we have to reverse it. We have to reverse it. We have to change direction, right? Instead of following the normal logical direction of the challenge. We have to turn it around. We have to change direction, right? And then we have to renew it, a new, renew, a, a new way of communicating. Right, but we will not be able to communicate in a healthy way until our thoughts are reversed and our minds are changed. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. So we need to reverse it, or approach it, a, a new way of thinking, a new way of thinking. We must reverse how, how, how we think, right? And then we can be renewed wow. of, of, right, of how we communicate to people. So we have to identify, we have to reverse and we have to renew. Are you with me? Yes. And, and it says reversing. Reversing something is the process of renewing it. Wow. Right? Because in, in verse uh, 22 of Ephesians 4, it says, To put off old self, which belongs to your formal manner of life. Right? So that means it does not belong to you any longer. Wow. Your old self does not belong to you any, anymore because Jesus had died on the cross, right, and gave you life. That means once you receive him, you receive him as your Lord and Savior, it says to put 
off your old self. See, as Christians, sometimes we don't want to do any work. We just think that we're going to wake up tomorrow and be changed. We're going to look like Christ tomorrow. Yes, I know he died for us, right? But you have to receive the blood. You have to receive the new life. That means you must put off your old self. You must put off your old self, right? It says to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner. So some things you go through, right, the things that you used to do be, um, uh, in the past, put it off. They said, no, this doesn't belong here. It belongs in the past where it should be. Wow. I no longer do this. I am no longer this way. I no longer communicate this way. Let me put off my old self. It's the, those old ha habits that cause us, right, to, to miscommunicate, right? We need to put those things off. Stop dating your past. Put off the old self. Amen? The old self, which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self. So it says you so it says to be renewed in, your, uh, in the spirit of your mind. So you renew it first, and then you put on your new self, which is created after the likeness of, of, of true righteousness and holiness of God. Right? So you renew your mind, then you put on. So you have to put off and then put on. Right? I hear people sometimes they, at work, they, they come in, they work, they say, oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait a second. I need to put on my, my armor of God. Like, how do you do that? Do you just automatically just put on the armor of God? What did you do? You can't just say, I'm going to put on my armor of God. Like, what did you actually do? <laughs> I mean, I, is it just me? Or maybe I'm missing something. You can't just say, I'm going to put on my armor of God. Right. Then I said, then you have the armor of God. You literally have to put it on. Like, I know it's figuratively, but I'm just saying, like, like spiritually, you have to put it on. Yes. Right. Like, what are you going to do? You have to pray. You, you have to talk to God. Yes. You have to ask forgiveness of your sins, yes. and you have to put on the new you. Yes. It takes work. You have to put off. Like, it's like every day you have to put off. Every day you have to put on. Put off. Put on. Because it, the Bible says, we talked about this before, that you must die daily. Amen. Like every day should be a burial. Yep. Right? In a resurrection. Yeah. You have to put off. That means you have to kill the old you every day. You can only do that with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You cannot do that yourself. You can't walk into the place and be like, oh, I'm going to put on the full armor of God today. <laughs> Here I am. Do y'all see it? No, you look like the devil because you act like him. It's not. No, you have to literally put it on. Put it on. It says to put off and to put on. So you have to, you have to put off. That means you got to get the junk out the trunk. <laughs> yeah, you have to get the junk out the trunk. I, I explained to you what it is. Honey, can you close your, you close your ear? Okay, all right, so I need counseling. Can you help me out? I need your help. I need your support. Can you help me? Can you help me? Is it okay? All right, don't gossip. I see no gossiping church. Don't tell her what was about to be said. You gonna help me out? Okay, cool. All right, here it is. Now, it doesn't matter what kind of vehicle we have. <laughs> Renew. <laughs> New, old, the style of the vehicle, the color of the vehicle, how, the condition of the vehicle, it doesn't matter. The trunk always looks the same. It's just mess all over it, all in it. It's just mess. I mean, stuff from the time that we first met is still in the trunk. Like, she's got a nice little car right now. I, I, she asked me to clean her trunk. I'm like, no, clean the car. I looked through it. I just said, how did this come with us? It won't go away. Why is this stuff still in here? New car, same junk. Get the junk out the trunk. Right? We get into new relationships, but the same old junk. The stuff that you've been through years ago, you just pack it up 
and put it in the trunk and said, let's go. It's a nice car. But it looks junky in the trunky. We need to clean our trunks out. It's the same stuff in the trunk, like stuff that you've been, okay, okay, I know that person offended you, but how long are you going to keep it in the trunk? No, seriously, like, let's get real for a second. Like, how long you're going to keep it in the trunk? Like, how, how often you going to, how much you're going to continue to give your power away? As long as you keep it in the trunk, it will have power over you. When Jesus done got on that cross and thought about all of us and say, okay, take this, take this, take this. Now, now you don't have to be bound any longer because I took one from you. So stop giving people your power. Stop giving them your power. Clean out your trunk. Clean out your trunk. What are, what are some things that you're still holding on to in the past? Like, we can't talk about this enough because people still hold on to this, still hold on to this, and we just ruin relationships. Yes. I'm telling you right now, I, I'm just being real. There's no deliverance in church sometimes. It's because how can you come, you be a, a person of Christ, and you don't get delivered from these things? Wow. I want you to get delivered from the past. I want you to get, de get delivered from the junk in the trunk. Because yes. it does affect your communication style. It does affect what you say to people. So it's hard to say what you mean, right? It's hard to say what you mean because you all this buildup, yeah. all, all this offense and this bitterness and the resentment that you have, that's what's communicating to others. Yeah. That's what's communicating, right? But you don't say it, you say other things. Uh -oh. Right? That's a, a, offensive. Get rid of the junk in the trunk. Are you with me? Yeah. Is this okay? Yeah. Thank you for your counseling. Uh, the counsel. Thank you for your counsel. I appreciate it. Thank you for your support. So let's, let's identify, right? Let's identify some possible miscommunication um, of styles. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay, so the first one, the first one is the blamer. It's the blamer. See, the blamer is a fault finder and speaks in generalizations like, you never do anything right. You are just like so-and-so, right? Or the use words like always, never, every time, everyone, you always, right? Speaks in generalizations. It's like, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, I never do anything right? Like, to, like never, like, Ever, ever? <laughs> See, it's a more global attack on a person's character or personality when you start blaming, 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 right? It's the blamer, right? They often think that they are the victims and everyone else is the problem, right? They don't believe that they are part of the problem. You know, like Adam, right, in Genesis uh, 3, 12, right? The woman! Whom you gave me, gave to be with me, she gave me fruit on the tree, and I ate it. The woman you gave me, the woman you gave me. See, Adam blamed Eve, and he blamed God. He said, God, you gave her to me, and she made me eat it. It's the blamer, right? Like, you take no responsibility of your actions, Adam, what's up with your leadership, right? What's, what's up with your confidence in God? What's up with your faith, Adam? Why are you blaming God and Eve, right? See, sometimes we blame God for the situations that we're in, but it was you that opened up the door for the opportunity for the enemy to come in, and you blame God? We blame God. See, sometimes I realize this. God, sometimes God don't give us things that we want because he know that he will blame us for it. We will blame him for it. He will, we will blame him for, like, even blame him for not giving it to us. He knows that because God wants to be number one in your life all the time. So if you don't get it, he's still number one. If you get it, he's still number one. 
So a lot of times we don't get what we want because we will blame God for not getting it. Because wow. we have a receiving issues. Right? So the blamer, the blamer. So Adam blamed God and he blamed, blamed Eve. So he took no responsibility of his action. Dude, you were given the garden. Like you were given the garden. I mean, it was beautiful. You name all the animals. Like we call the animals because we name the animals or we call out the animals because of Adam. That's like awesome. He had the, uh, the biggest job. I mean, he, you know, he was great. Like he owned, like he ran, he was the manager of the garden. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Right? right? But then when something went wrong, it's, it's frustrating, right? Sometimes you have a boss, right, that run all these programs or whatever, and something go wrong, they blame you and not themselves. No, it's really how you communicate it. Wow. It's really your communication. So it's tough being with people that don't take any responsibility for their own action, and they blame others. They blame others for it. Amen? So there is an underlining cause for that when people blame. There's an underlining cause for that, right? Inside of blamers, inside of blamers, they may feel unworthy or unlovable or anger. So it's that, it's that root issue. And this is why people tend to, to blame, because they feel like the best defense is a good offense, but they are incapable of dealing with or expressing pain or fear. Is this okay? We all right? That's why I just keep looking straight at me because it may be the, you know, I know you communicate with the person right next to you. Just keep, just keep your eye on me. Don't worry about it. Don't cut your eyes to the left or to the right. <laughs> so it's, it's the blamer. So it's the blamer. And, and so, so we just talked about the underlining cause for that. It can, it can be uh, a bitterness. It, it can be feeling unworthy, uh, unlovable, and anger. You know, so we must do something about that. So we need to reverse it, right, and must be renewed. So here's the reverse and a renewed part. It comes out of Matthew 7, uh, verse 5, okay? It says, hypocrite, I didn't say it, the Bible did. <laughs> I'm not accusing anyone for this. This is what the Bible says. It says, hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So we first need to do the work in us, right? So when we get into a conflict situation, we must refrain from blaming someone else and first examine ourselves. Like get the plank out of it. Like how can you see clearly? You got all these planks in your eye. But you all of a sudden you see the fault in someone else. Don't, God doesn't want us to be a fault finder. Amen. If we are a fault finder, that means there's an underlining cause of, of that. So we need to do some examination. We need to examine what's going on with us. And then you can see things clear. It says that you can see things more clearly. When you remove the plank out of your own eye. Right? Because you want to, when you approach someone within a conflict, which I'm going to talk about a conflict resolution in a couple of weeks, but you want to have, you want to approach it with the right heart. Right? And the right motives. Yeah. Right? You want to be able to see clearly and hear clearly. Right? So we, but you, in order to do that, you must first remove, remove the plank out of your own eyes. So you reverse it, right? So it says to remove the plank out of you, reverse it, and you go a different, different direction. And then you become the new, become new. You'll be able to see things more clearly. Is that good? That's awesome. Okay, let's, get, let's, go, let's go to another one. Go to another one. So here's, a, here's another style of, of, of communication or miscommunication. That's right. It's when a person is tough, is tough on the person and soft on the issue. Wow. Oh, boy. Right? So it's like it's two elements here to present. The person you are relating to and the issue or the behavior you are addressing. Right? So ineffective communicators would get personal by being tough on the person while minimizing the issue or behavior. Wow. Right? 
So it will arouse negative reactions from people when you're so tough on the person, right? And soft on the issue. Tough on the person, it's like when you're like just, just kind of tearing the person up with your words. Like you're so focused on the person, like destroying the person's character or personality rather than dealing with the issue. Right? It's, so, it's like you give so much power to the person, and you really neglect dealing with the issue. Wow. Right? So it's something happens when a person is tough on the person and soft on the issue. I mean, God's calling us to be problem solvers, right? We can't tear people up. We need to focus on what is the issue right now. Wow. What is the issue right now? Amen? And so what happens when we're so tough on a person, we invalidate um, a person's feelings, right? So that occurs when we recognize the emotions, positive or negative, coming out of a person, and we discount them, belittle, minimize, ignore, or judge these feelings. We say things like, you are blowing things out of proportion. When we do that, we invalidate the person's feeling. You're just blowing things out of proportion. Do you, are, are you hearing, right? Are you, can you hear what the person is saying, right? Do you understand, can you understand what the person is saying? We need to take time to understand what the person is saying. You know, or, or we can say things like, your, your anger is a big overreaction. You're just overreacting, right? That's frustrating, right? Because the person is actually saying something. Can you understand or can you hear what they're saying, right? So what's the underlining cause of that, right? They won't validate an another because they feel emotionally crushed inside and can't actually give what they are being asked to give. So something they can't give what they're being asked to give because they don't have, because they need some validation. They have never gotten validated. So how can I validate you if no one ever validated me? Right, we'll become victims in the relationships, right? Instead of becoming victorious, right? Instead of becoming leaders in our relationships, leaders in our relationships, right? And so, and so, so sometimes, I know this is hard. It's like, I know everyone's feeling very uncomfortable right now, but this is good stuff. God wants us to experience breakthrough in relationships. Yes. I'm not going to stop. This church will be all about healthy relationships. Yes. We will be all about healthy relationships. I know some churches don't talk about this, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it to the altar, right? We're going to identify it. We're going to reverse it, and we're going to become new. Yes. We're going to become new. How many are with me right yes. now with that? So if you, so sometimes a person tear a person down or they so tough on a person and soft on the issues because they can't actually give what the other person needs, right? Because they have a deep-rooted need for validation themselves, right? But we, we, must, we must reverse it and we must become new, right? And so um, James 1, 9, um, 1 um, verse 19 it says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. Let everybody, this is what the Bible says. It says, let every person, not just some people, it says, let every person, no matter what, be, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. See, you notice the emphasis is on listening. <laughs> the emphasis is on listening. So in order to build healthy communication and relationships, honest communication and relationship, we must listen to what the person is saying. And we must be slow to speak slow to anger. That takes a lot of humility to be slow to speak, to slow to speak. It's like some people just need 
you to validate them. It doesn't mean you must agree with them, but you can validate how they actually feel. That's liberating when someone's, someone is validated when you're talking with them. And just maybe, maybe because you're slow to speak, they will actually receive what you have to say wow. after you validate them. Wow. I mean, that's a beautiful thing with uh, um, uh, a conflict resolution, right? It's a, it's a valid, validate the person no matter what. Imagine your relationship with God, when he has to correct you, he will first validate you wow. and he will correct you. Come on, Jesus. Because you're his. He's not going to just destroy you with his words. Could you imagine the God that we serve and just come down and just say, you did this or you did that. How dare you? This is not tear you up with your words. Then, then say that he loves you. How would you feel? Would you receive it? No, you would probably run and hide. You would run and hide. But why do we do that? Where it says that we are create, we're supposed to be created in his own image. That means we're supposed to act like Jesus. We need to validate people. We need to be slow to speak. Slow to speak. It's a different skill. When you sit down with someone and you're slow to speak, that means you're listening. You're a better listener. I call it the third ear. Right? They say in the counseling, it's the third ear. Really listen intently what the person is saying. It's nothing like, I like to do this in counseling or just sitting down with someone and when I'm mentoring someone. It's like I sit down and I listen to what they have to say. Right? And, and then, and then I, I, I rehearse it. Not rehearse it. I, uh, what am I saying? Reflect. Reflective listening. So I heard you say this. I heard you say that. I heard you say that. The person's look on their face, right, just like, oh, wow, he heard everything that I just said. But we like to give a, a solution right away. We like quick to speak. As soon as the person say, yeah, so I was struggling with this. Well, you need to start doing this. The Bible says in James 1, it's like, like look, dude, I didn't even finish telling you what I was going through. Can you just hear me out for a second? Right, and it's, it's, it's about our relationship with God, too. It's a reflection on our relationship with God, right, because we're so quick to speak, right, and slow to listen. Quick to speak, so, God, I need this, God, I need this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay, wait, okay, God, God, God said, well, wait a second, I never gave you the answer. We're quick to speak and slow to listen. Like, sit down for a second and enjoy your time with the Lord. Come on. Let him validate you. Let him validate you. Not that God needs our validation, but it's nothing like when you, when you hear God's instruction. Maybe it does validate him. He doesn't need validation. But I know he loves when he gives our, when we hear his instruction. God doesn't need us. All right, God doesn't. He's God all by himself. But it's nothing like when his child sits down and listen to his instructions and get up and follow it. That's awesome. Slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger. The Bible never tells us not to be angry. It says to be slow to anger. What does that actually mean? So stop being offended all the time. Like, do, like, why are you so offended? Like, every time, I just said hi. Like, I didn't know that was a big deal to you. It's like, but no, it's just slow to anger. It means like, don't, wait a second, don't get angry. Hear me out for a second. Do you understand what you're hearing? Do you understand what you're hearing? That's a big deal because a lot of times what we hear comes from things that happened in the past. Yeah, come on. And that's how we interpret what a person is saying. Take time. Slow to anger. Listen. When you're in a conflict, just, just take a moment and just listen to what the person is saying. Even if their words are offensive, you have God on your side. Right? He will quicken your spirit. Right? 
but just slow down, slow the anger. Practice that. You know, you have jobs, right? You know, you can easily get offended with coworkers or bosses. Slow, practice, slow, slow to anger. Don't get so offensive. Like, why are you, why are you so slow to speak? What did I say? I said it wrong? You said, oh, I thought he was a... <laughs> slow, so like, don't easily get offended. Like, just stop for a moment and just say, why? Why am I getting so angry right now? What's going on? What's, what's actually speaking to me? What's in my trunk? It's something, hear some noise in the trunk. There's some noise in the trunk. I need to get rid of it. Like, it's rough. It's gotta be, it's, it's, you spend a lot of energy, right, being angry all the time, right? So we need to put off that old self and put on the new. I'm gonna close with this. I'm gonna close with this. Stop spending so much energy trying not to be the old you and change direction and be the person that you're created to be. We spend too much time trying not to be who we used to be. All we need to do is change direction, reverse direction, right? And, be, and start being the person that who you're created to be. Spending time with the Lord, practicing some healthy communication, practicing, right? Doing some, you know, start emptying out the trunk. Start emptying out the trunk. Like, I'm going to go wash both of our cars today, and I'm going to empty out my wife's trunk. Get rid of some of that old stuff. We've been married 17 years. There's 17 years of stuff in that trunk. This good? Come on, stand. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.